Alright folks, well it seems like we messed up a big stupid robot. A big one that rolls around on a giant wheel and it's powered by steam. The most efficient and environmentally friendly fuel system. Steam power. Read about it. It's called science, idiot. This is The Adventures of Donjon, Episode 8, the penultimate episode. Don't know what penultimate means? Harold, what do you think it means? I think it means the time where you look at a pan, and then you look at it and you say, like, that's the ultimate pan, best pan I've ever seen. That's not what it means at all, Harold! Why didn't you read the script beforehand? There's no script, people. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about the whole ruse. <sighs> Harold's been going through a lot lately. Cheryl left him, and honestly, at this point... I, I, Honestly, I don't like to tell him this, but I'm on her side about the whole situation. Anyway, we've stopped the giant rolling robot, the Sentinel, and now we have to figure out what the hell to do with the thing. How are we going to manage to stop whatever it is that's been making these miners disappear? Come on in and figure it out on the Adventures of Don John Episode 8. So right. now that you guys have this thing like powered down, are you going to try and, what, reprogram it? Oh, don't look at me. Yeah, you were Mr. 100%. Done, John. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this thing is, uh, this thing's all full of metal, but at the same time, isn't there a little bit of magic in all of us? Why don't you hop in here and stuff your hand, stuff your wand in its brain and reprogram this bugger? I'll work on the pheromones and you work on that part. My wand? Yeah. I'll be inspecting the shutdown sentinel as I would uh, area for there's like a thief action for like looking at stuff for traps for traps okay Um, maybe I'll see is that a roll I'm looking at I'm looking it up now I don't know yeah I think it's called like tricks of the trade or tools of the trade or something like that That's tricks of the trade, yeah. That's for like picking locks or pockets. Oh, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking trap expert. And the questions are like, is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? What does the trap do when activated? What else is hidden here? I'm just go for it. Yeah, make I, that roll. I got a another ten. Hell yeah! All right, so. You hold three, spend your hold as you walk through to ask these questions. So essentially, you could ask all three of these questions. So is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Um, all right, the answer to all three of these questions is uh, there's no trap that you can find. However, mm -hmm. uh, you see that this, this thing is powered by like this, like um, this enchanted core. It's mm -hmm. wildly, wildly valuable, like more valuable than anything you've ever seen. Like this is old oh, tech that people don't know how to make anymore. And so for you, like what you realize is it's not trapped, but like it needs this thing to, to function. You could mm -hmm. take it, but then it's going to have no energy source. I got to ask, uh, please refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. What is the point slash goal in reprogramming this? Getting on our side. Why wouldn't we? To do what? I don't know. What is that? In case whatever's in that pyramid's not too, uh, not too nice. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I just need to exactly reference my thoughts. All right. So I just wanted to figure out how exactly valuable that was. So we need to figure out a way to reprogram it. Does this mean anything to you guys? 
So Isagnoma is the only one who re recognizes like how valuable this thing is. You all see it, but like you alone realize that this thing could go it, like you could retire comfortably forever with this thing. Does, does this mean anybody? Does this mean anything to anybody? Re uh, reprogramming the sentry to be on our side. All right, then I will remove it and slip yeah. it in my bag. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say. Does that sound like he's um, discerning realities? Uh, who is Signoma? Yeah. No, this was like his trap role. So, like uh, the questions were: Is there a trap? What does it do when activated? What's hidden here? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. If he asks us that, um, Don John, uh, looking at this thing, will kind of take a take a once over. Oh, are you trying to see if like Don John recognizes this for what it is? No, no, no. That specifically re <laughs> reprogramming it and getting it on our side. Because, like I said, if there's a an awkward silence more than a couple seconds too long. I slip it out, throw it in the old backpack. Oh yeah, I feel that. I feel that whatever Don John does, it'll definitely take too long for, and that si that silence will occur where you can just be like, "Yeah, fuck it, it's mine." Yeah. <laughs> so this thing will power down as soon as you remove it. Well, I mean, we already neutralized it, you know. All right. So sure, yeah. Then it what lights go out or something, or the steady. The steady thrumming you can feel in your teeth. Like as, yeah. soon as, you, as soon as you take it out, it literally just falls over, like it like with a crash in the street that you will all just manage to dodge. Like it just crumples to the ground. My God, it landed right on Walsh and crushed him like an egg. Um, no. Uh, Did I do that? <laughs> You're so sorry. Please don't put that in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This redhead's a you real can, problem, you can, child. You can put all of that in your podcast. <laughs> there you go. Well, guess what? Here's... Uh, <laughs> I forgot the guy's name. Who played Urkel? He was also Sonic. Jaleel White. His name's Jaleel White. Thank you. That's why I'm here. The, uh... How come he's not in anything anymore? Where's Julia White? Maybe he's problematic. Was he canceled? Well, let's look up the canceled registry. I mean, I, the show was canceled. It is, it's a whole, it's a scroll. Yeah, it's a tome. It's a tome. I have to yeah. unroll it for like five straight minutes and then look for his And then name. when you find out, you go, oh, he did do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title of the uh, yeah. the court report. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think Don John will try to like inspect this thing and see like, all right, how can we get this? Like, what could we do to get this thing on our side? And he'll kind of look it over. And truth I, be told, he doesn't necessarily know what he's looking for. Um, so if you're like, oh, he just can't make this roll, I understand. So here's the thing. Like, maybe I wasn't, like, obvious about this. But the thing is, removing that thing, that, like, oh, power yeah. means okay. that you can't do that anymore. Like, mm -hmm. it's done. Like, that like, oh. is either, like, you take it or you try and reprogram it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I think Don John's just looking at this thing and he's inspecting it and being like, well, turns out, I guess the using the key, it's just done. Kills it good. No, but if you were going to do something like that, that I feel like should have happened before I took the power core out. 
or whatever. Is, is, that's is what I was. That's what I was trying to give that opportunity for. My character arc was showing a slight tend towards the moral, oh, as okay. instead of just instead of just like instantly pocketing the thing that, like he said, would be like more than retirement for me. I like. And that's why I questioned, I was like, how valuable is it to us to reprogram it? Like, right. ultimately, what's the ultimate? Or even can we? Because if we can't, right. then, uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here or what I can do. Okay. Well, then, well but, yeah. But Don John wants to try something, and I'm I'm on board for that. So is that Before okay, Carl? I, if, we, if Don yeah. John tries to figure this stuff out, maybe while Isagnoma is like wrestling with, do I take this thing or not? Absolutely. Hell, he could put it back in and you can try. Like, uh, so we just want to go back to the moment where Isagnoma is like, I'm going to take this and yeah, he's like, hold up. Well, yeah, if, he's, I can, if I can he, put it back, maybe I'd put it back in. They're collapsed on the street. I don't know. Either way. Uh, I was thinking this is your moment where you're a poo, like staring at this ruby. All right, so let's step in the way back machine, yeah. right? Here's the scene, right? Here's the scene. He's like, no, like, he finds this like hidden compartment and he pops it open expertly and he sees this like glowing orb enchanted with magical energies. And he recognizes, you all recognize, this is what powers the sentry. Isignoma alone realizes this is old tech that I could sell for an unbelievable amount of money. And he says, Is this going to help us uh, reprogram it to be on our side? Like, does anybody know what to do with this? Let me give this bugger a once-over real quick here. All right. And he's taking a, his his bow and kind of wrapping on different parts of it and looking the thing over and trying to figure out, like, uh, what he can about it. Like, really, like, giving it, like, a good close look. Do you poke the end of your bow at the glowing magical power core? Oh, absolutely. Also, the, also the bow at, like, the butthole keyhole. <laughs> I mean, I presume the key's still in there. Yeah, he gets it right up to that and he sniffs at it. And he's like, oily. So it you sounds like, to me... You floss your bowstring between the hole <laughs> and, and the handle of the yeah. key. And he's like, there's like, a, there's, there's a like disc... Like from the Lebowski with the Jesus, yeah. with the bowling ball, but you're oh, doing it with, Yeah, yeah John, you're John, doing John, it. John Turturro's... So Isaac Numb is allowing you the opportunity to try and reprogram this thing knowing that he's forsaking his chance to take it for now for now all right do you want to make that roll don john absolutely what would that roll be that sounds to me like a defy danger intel i'm very good at that uh or i guess it's technically be spout lore like see like see if you know how to like do this thing but it's intel either way Ooh, well if it's a spout lore roll is this thing a monster it is. Ooh, then in that case, I can do it with wisdom and get a bonus. Well, damn. All right. <laughs> nine. Okay, well, not nine is I open myself up to help. Ah. Does anyone want to try and help his engineering project? How about you, Jaleel White, who's guest star? <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa, did I help that? <laughs> All right, uh, I'll, I'll help. All right, so you see Don John tinkering over this thing, and he... And he's like moving circuitry around. And he like he stump for a second, and you like jump in. But he's he's doing very he's doing it very apishly. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, here we go. 
uh, and he just pulls out all of the wire, like the equivalent of like you're looking at a, a like, like the you know like the um, the circuit board of a car. Mm-hmm. You can open that thing up, and you're like, "Oh shit!" There's a bunch of computer stuff in my car, and just what? imagine he grabs all the wires, and he's like, "All right," and he pulls them all out at one time, and it's like, "Oh my god, are you nuts? What are you doing?" <laughs> oh man, that's, that's that's making me nervous. Sweaty, just thinking about. It. Uh, all right, go ahead and roll your bond with uh, Don John Silas. That's plus one. Plus one. Hey. Okay, so I've got. Eight Ten. plus one, so it's nine. Beautiful. All right. I'm bad so at So through your combined efforts, mm-hmm. you seem to be able to sort of like coax this thing back to life. Um, and it like jerks up again. And it, it like turns to face you and it doesn't start smashing. <laughs> it's cured. <laughs> Might be risk we all just took. <laughs> Don John, yeah. having been like the, the primary engineer in this job, like what's one thing that you can count on this robot to do? Ooh. Um <laughs> I I think this robot uh is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest two things. I'm okay. gonna answer your question and then I'm gonna suggest a character trait that it has that's goofy. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to suggest it wants to protect us. Okay. And then also it acts like a big weird baby. It's like mama, mama, mama. Are you its mama? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm not your mom, damn it. Stop it. No, he loves you. I've imprinted on him. What's his name? I don't know. Look, look at these curves. I don't know if it's a boy. Ooh. That's weird. <laughs> This is horrifying. Mm-hmm. And you, all right, so you finish this thing and it turns to face you and you hear this like almost like metallic scraping noise that could pass for a voice <laughs> coming from inside it. And it says like, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> and it's facing Don John, like looming down upon you. And it like slowly goes out with one of its hands. And if you, if, unless you stop it, it like goes to try and like pet you. Oh, like, we do that. We do that same black fraternity handshake, but really slowly and at a yeah. wildly different size. Yeah. But it's yeah. like it's like it's slowly learning and getting faster and like better at it. <laughs> yeah. So like, when this thing's finished with its ritual of handshaking you, like it like straightens back up again, and and like starts like slowly rolling in circles around you and says, "Ma ma ma ma." All right. Well, I think we've solved the mystery. So now we go back. Oh, wait. Pyramid. <laughs> That's right. Almost forgot. Still one more important thing to do. One more important thing to do. Just a little side note. Yeah. Yeah. He looks at the, he looks at the robot and says, triangles. Snaky. Mm-hmm. And Walsh, like, having observed all of this, is just, like, beside himself with, like, and he's like, this is going to be, you'll only ever need to have the bards tell this story. It will make all the others seem will pale in comparison. Are you kidding me? It's one of the least erotic adventures I've ever had. So far. And he's like, that's true. And they share like a pregnant moment of looking at each other and then are like, anyway, back to business. All right. Speaking of that business, 
unless you guys have other pressing business, the temple can be reached without incident. Um, any, anything you guys wanted to do on route or are you good to go? Does anybody need to rest? What's up to you guys? You want to try and give it a rest before you get to the temple? Don John's feeling great. He's, he's limbered up. He's stretched. He's doing some mild calisthenics. I think I can probably make it through. I'm cool either way. Do I get any help back if we rest or anything like that? Yes, you would get some help back, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am like seven damage down, so... Yeah, go for it then. Why don't you, Why don't you like... If you guys set up camp somewhere, then like this thing will, will stand guard for you, making it like trivially easy. Um, oh. Nice. So then could we say that when we are doing nothing but resting in comfort and safety? Go for it. If you sure, have that open why don't you tell me how much everyone heals yeah so when you do nothing but rest in comfort and safety well this says after a day of rest so maybe then uh, when we make camp uh when you settle into rest uh consume a ration if you're somewhere dangerous decide well we said we're not um when you are if you have enough xp oh you um you have a few uninterrupted hours of sleep heal damage equal to half your max hp go for it everyone do that cool walsh will do the same and he's like noticeably limping much less uh at, at the back end of this i'm all the way healed there you go well 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 all right and silas you're good you got your hit points back oh yeah I'm good. All right, cool. So you guys heading for the temple after this, like, uh, surprisingly uncomplicated resting adventure? Throughout the um, the rest, the Sentinel was constantly like, mama, mama. Yeah, like going in for a suckle and you have to bat it away. Yeah. Enough. Come on, stop. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> you guys, this unlikely trio of the four of you and an enormous robot uh, make your way up to you get all the way up to the temple. And so as you approach it, you see that uh, you had noticed before, like as you'd watched it from like across the other side of the city, they like shimmered a bit like to your vision. And as you get there, you see that it's, there's a, like a long bridge leading to it. And like it, the bridge is over this moat of water and the water, like, uh, shines and like sparkles in ways that doesn't seem natural like it's it's like too too idyllic like it's like uh it's shining in like an almost unbelievable way and as you look up at the temple like it shines similarly and like it, it shimmers and fades and as you get closer um it almost like it like snaps in and out of these visions as you look at it and you see visions of uh like playing across it like almost like a projector of like these happy like, dwarven scenes like you see dwarves like clinking mugs together in bars you see like these dwarves like mining and like pulling up these preposterously large gemstones and like clapping each other over the back over them and you see like like flashes of visions of of dwarves like a dwarf like quitting his job in like a spectacular fashion and being like hoisted out of a mine by his compatriots and everyone cheering for him and his various scenes of like 
very happy dwarves interspersed with just like a regular temple. Oh, these seems like the dwarves who are here were really just going wild, buck wild. And Don John tells a story about like, oh, I bet some of these dwarves, and then he like projects a crazy situation of like, I bet some of these dwarves all got a hotel together and they put masks on and they pretended they didn't know who each other was. And they brought a bunch of other people in here and they all put masks on too. And then the whole crowd of them just went to town on each other because it was full of, I mean, honestly, why not? And there's like a cut and there's like a placard that says like 20 minutes later. Mm -hmm. Honestly, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I feel yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> Steen missing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. So, like, basically all that separates you from this temple is, like, a bridge, and there's, like, a door in the temple that you can clearly see from where you are. All right. Are we going for Let's it? Go for it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. I'm going to need you to stay outside out here. Now, don't worry. We'll be back in a little while. And, uh... If any uh, monsters or such kind of thing comes up here, well, you just give them what for and we'll be right back. You know what I mean? Good on you. Ah! And he whacks the ball and like it's like, like oh, but I want to come too. And you realize, oh, you're talking to the robot. And, and the thing's just like, Mama, wait. And you like, like hold out his hands like in, a, in the universal shrug position. So you want him to like wait and like stand guard here? Yeah, because it can't get into this thing with us, right? It's definitely not. It's definitely not gonna fit doors for sure. All right, little buddy, just bash your way in through. Let's do it. All right. And it turns its hands into drills, and we're in. I, I no, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I assume we can't get in. So he'll just say like, like, wait out here. We'll be right back. Now, don't worry. If, we'll let All you right. know as soon as we're done. Okay, it like sort of like settles into a waiting position, like facing the temple, like eagerly awaiting its next command. All right, so the four of you, um, you can cross this bridge, no incident, uh, and you can see like as you're crossing it, like the water around here, it's um, like it like almost like fizzes and sparks, like a like a fresh lacroix that's just been opened, um, and it's like almost like an a unnaturally like. Uh, pleasing blue and uh you get in there and you get to the front doors and if you give them a tug they open and you step inside this temple and what you see is this whole temple is essentially just one very large chamber and like by contrast to this sort of like uh this like pleasant like sort of like a, the water around it and like the happy scenes of the temple outside what you see inside the first thing you notice is two things one there are these like biological masses like tentacles like hanging down from the ceiling like slowly sort of twitching and writhing like spasmodically like all over the place and then from all the walls you see these like shafts of light they're like sort of twinkling from your perspective and like like shifting but they're like very bright white light and you see in the center of this this huge chamber you've entered 
is this four-sided staircase leading up to like a pedestal with a stone fixture in the middle of it. Do we can we see where the light is like coming from or where it's landing or there's just beams of light? So you'd have to get closer. You can okay. do that fairly easily. There's no one else in this chamber that you see. Uh, like you, you like walk over to like the closest, like, um, like the, the lights coming from the walls closest to you and you realize they're all ensconced in like, almost like pockets in these walls. These walls have like this fleshy layer on them. And in these walls are on these pockets, like dwarves. And oh. you recognize the light coming from them as the same light coming from you. Just it's now projecting from almost every square inch of their body, and it's like shooting out of them like shafts of light. And uh, you, Isagnoma, recognize that one of the dwarves right near the entrance is one of the dwarves that you talked to on the road. Oh. Uh, I believe his name was Garum, and like you see him, his like his eyes are closed, but like he twitches almost like in a dream, and he's there, like in this pocket, like with all these, like this light coming out of him. John, John, Silas, that dwarf over there is one of the ones, uh, from before we even came into the mine that I helped get away. He's somehow back down here. And Silas, you recognize that these are one of the two dwarves you touched, like at the very beginning. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So you want me to, and he takes out his bow and he's like, put that guy out of his misery. Nope, nope, nope. Defeats the purpose. Defeats the purpose. And why even bother telling me? They're all trapped in this flesh ball. I mean, I don't know what's happening here. And as you get, as all four of you now, uh, one, two, three, yeah, four of you are now like at this wall looking. You you realize that you recognize others too. Like there are other dwarves here who are from that that mine that you left behind. Hmm. Like the ones that some of the you recognize some faces from the crowd that you tried to get to stay in the mine. Oh, so like even more recently than when we had uh, come into the mine ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can well, I... basically, like mm-hmm. it's it's the people from the first level. Like you see some of them here. So what was that, Silas? Um, I mean, we want to figure out what's going on, right? Yeah, go for it. Can I discern Sorry. realities? Yeah, go for it. Okay, seven. Uh, I want to know who's really in control here. Okay, so you look around at these these doors emitting all this light and with their eyes closed. <clears throat> uh, you don't get the impression. Um, there's no signs of like battle on these dwarves. There's no signs that these dwarves were like beaten or manhandled. But it's clear that they're not the ones um, who are responsible for what you're seeing. The thing that's in control, and you like look up towards like the like you take in the room that you're in of this pyramid and like you see like as before like all these like tentacly like biological masses hanging down from the ceiling and you look up and just as on the outside you can see that there was um these like flashes of like happy visions on the outside at the very apex of the ceiling for a brief moment you think you see like this enormous like beak uh, like an octopus, like like an octopus's mm-hmm. beak would be, and you only see it for a second, but it's like there, and it seems to like be pointed right at you, like w- taking you in, and you can tell that whatever that is, that's for sure what's controlling everything you see here. Okay, good to know. Beak, tentacle, 
creature thing. How do we? Uh, mm-hmm. How do we even go up against that? It's so, really uh, high up, right? Like it's like really like. Yeah, it's at like the the, the roof of this like pretty right damn tall pyramid. Okay. Um, and so like Walsh is with you guys. He's taking all this in too. His mouth open. And uh, and as you guys are like taking this in, um, like just to Walsh's right, like we turn to see him again. Cameron Bear is there, and she like smiles like broadly and magnanimously, and she says. You're finally here. And she like motions to you all, but her eyes are locked on Don John. And she says, uh, this is it. We're, we're almost together. We're almost home. Yeah, yeah. So all I have to do is uh, climb up there and get in that thing's beak. And she'll like laugh. And it sounds more musical than her gruff laugh would normally even be. And she says, no, no, no. Silly. She says, come with me. And she'll like, calmly start walking towards like this center staircase and she'll say like come on there's nothing to be afraid of i promise oh yeah absolutely and uh yeah so don john does not think that he he knows that this isn't cam and bear at this point um he knows that this is some kind of hallucination caused by something down here but he's not sure if this is connected to what's going on with this pyramid so can he try to yeah okay uh can you try to figure out the deal with her absolutely all right what is that seven plus two it's a nine all right what's your question what here is useful or valuable to me it's probably the wrong question but all right so there's so the answer to that would be um, useful, uh, useful and valuable. It would be the stone fixture at the top of this, like um, of this four-sided staircase, is for sure both of those things. And you also know that uh, if you're just looking to like scorched earth and just make sure, like make if this is just making you uncomfortable, you don't want any of this to keep going on. Like. These tentacles all sort of like originate from the same general area and it's at the apex of the roof. So hmm. both of those points in this room are extremely useful. All right. Yeah. So Don John will be like, all right. Uh, well, so I guess if I don't just hop into that thing's big beak, then I what? I get up on this uh, pyramid and I. There's a. And, and at, the, at the center of this, like, staircase that's in the center of the pyramid, I imagine, like, ziggurat-style within this pyramid. Yeah. Um, there's... How, how did you describe it again, Carl? So, if you guys are going up there, and... Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. But she'll, she'll, like, lead you, like, very casually up these stairs. And uh, this stone picture you saw, as you get closer to where you realize it's a well. And she'll, like, come to the edge of the well... And she'll gesture to it, and you look at it, and it looks like the same water you saw outside. Like it's so, like this sparking blue, but like brighter somehow. So I just uh, I piss in this water, and then my pee becomes magical. How does it work? <laughs> Cam and Bear will, will like chuckle again, and she'll say, uh, "No, of course not, silly." She says, and she'll address all of you, all four of you, including Walsh, and she'll say, um, "This is the end. This is the end of your long toils. This." This is how you go home. Mm. And she'll say this and she'll like gesture around. I know you don't understand it now, 
but this is home for all of you. And she'll say, if you drink from this well, you never have to leave home again. And she'll like say it to um, Don, she'll say it to Isignoma, she says, you'll never have to, it'll be a home that you never have to feel like you don't belong in. It'll be a home you never see have harm come to it. And she'll turn to Walsh and she'll say, uh, a home that you never have to wonder if you're not good enough for. And she'll turn to uh, Silas and she'll say, uh, a, a home that uh, you can't let down. This home's always going to be here for you, no matter what you do. And last, she'll turn to Don John and say, a home with me. And she'll say, um, we don't ever have to be apart again. And she'll like touch you. And this is like the first time you've seen that the visions can actually like be felt. And she like takes your hands. And it's, it's like she's real. And she says, uh, if you drink from this well, I'm forever. And he like his eyes like get crazy bright. And um, we see like the the uh, the light shine off of the water in this well. And it kind of like lights up his like face and the, the underside of the brim of his hat. And he's like kind of like thinking about that. And um, I think he like looks down there and he's like holding her big bear paw or regular Rebel Wilson regular hand. <laughs> um, and he just like looks down in this well. And I think he says, we're not going to have room to fuck in that well. <laughs> so after he says that, he just grabs his bow and Legolas like shoots it up at the uh at the either the beak or just even one of the tentacles of this creature like up from the ceiling all right roll your volley uh, seven the bare minimum the camom bare minimum yeah ah. oh which of these caveats would you like well he's def he's already out of ammunition so i don't think it i can take that one out of ammunition yeah. Um, he'll just place himself in danger. I think that'll be the most interesting thing. Yeah, so he, okay. he, he does that, and he's like standing right next to this well, and he just shoots this up, fucking Apollo style. Hmm. Okay, uh, you have a damage to roll for that, right? That's true. I do. It's not a lot. It's really not a lot. It's three. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you <laughs> take like that, Elder God. <laughs> <laughs> Three damage. So you break off from this conversation with Cameron Bear and you like loose this arrow and it, it it sails true. Like it it lands like right like next to this beak and this fleshy mass next to it. And it like recoils slightly, like in shock and surprise more than anything else. And like you can see that Cameron Bear reacts like very similarly. And she's like, oh, and she like like recoils in the exact same way. And as you do this, like one of these like fleshy appendages hanging down from the ceiling, like quickly, like with like almost supernatural speed that like, comes around, like wraps itself around you. Ah, shit. And Cameron Bear says, uh, wait, why? Why, why would you do that? She says, uh, how could you possibly be happier on, on the road in the, in, in the, in the filth and the muck? And not with me. And she'll like gesture to these dwarves all around and says, they all chose home. And like, they didn't, they didn't choose flesh wall. We could and never I choose flesh wall either. We could never <laughs> fuck in that well. There's not enough room. 
think we all learned that there wasn't enough room in that well. I'm Don John Raskin for the Well Council. If your well doesn't have enough room for you and your bare girlfriend to have sex in, please don't try. Call your local congressman and get a dispensation in order to expand the well. Then jam yourselves down in there and go to town on each other. I'm Don John Raskin. Make sure you have sex. Well. This episode of This American Dice Presents The Adventures of Don John Episode 8, The Penultimate Episode, was brought to you, of course, with the help of Coral as our Dungeon Master, Trevor as Isaac Noma, Alex as Silas, and Austin as Don John and Harold. Music for this episode included uh, The Last Stand by Martinius Lau, White Sand, and of course, Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth. Be sure to like, review, rate, subscribe, and, I don't know, um, go into your local public toilet and leave a note that says how much you like it, but on each square of the toilet paper, so as people are going to wipe themselves, they have to see this over and over and over again. And, so that when they do wipe themselves, maybe on, you know, not everybody, but a few people, it leaves a little bit of an imprint. And later on, another person who's perhaps in a very intimate situation will go, Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Let me check this out. 